Welcome back to another week's episode of Solid Gold Feelings. This is season two, episode six, entitled Astrology, featuring one of my best friends, Allie Wineland. Allie is the astrology guru in my life. I mean, she knows so much about it. She's been interested in astrology for so long, and over time, she's really just Uh, collected a ton of research on it. And she has a lot of really cool opinions on astrology as well, because some of it really is subjective. Um, Allie is someone who is very well-versed in research. So you give her a topic, uh, particularly a topic that she's super interested in, and she'll give you all the answers you need and then some, which is phenomenal. So useful. Um, and as you can probably tell after, you know, listening to this podcast episode, she is very well-versed and has a passion for history, uh, how different events impact culture and also gender studies. Uh, these are things that she has spent a lot of time and energy, uh, devoting research to. So, That comes up a lot throughout our chat about astrology this episode. So I'm very excited for you to hear a little bit more about astrology through the lens of the astro guru in my life. Before we get into the episode, I'm going to provide a new type of disclaimer that I haven't done in the past, and that is a disclaimer that this episode is going to contain quite a bit of adult language. Now, I know there's a really good chance that any of my episodes uh, are going to contain a little bit of profanities um, because one you can do that as an adult. And two, (laughs) that sometimes adds to the humor of a situation. And when creating this podcast, I did in fact notify um, my podcast medium that this was going to contain a little bit of explicit language. But for the sake of professionalism, I also wanted to include a disclaimer from here on out in each of the episodes. Before we get into the part of the episode where I chat with Allie, the part that you really came here for, um, I want to give you an overview of astrology if you're not super familiar with it. And keep in mind, this is in my own words. This is my own interpretation, and I'm not an expert, so take it with a grain of salt. But from a very high level, astrology is the notion that the sun, the moon, and the planets really have an impact on uh, human beings. And astrology has its roots in Eastern ancient culture. So even though now it's very trendy and, and popular among Gen Z and millennials in modern Western uh, society, that really isn't the root of astrology. Um, Also, astrology and astronomy are are very much linked together. Um, In ancient cultures, it's a way in which they tried to understand the world around them. Um, You have 12 zodiac signs in astrology, and those correlate to the 12 months that we have in a typical calendar year. Um, Of those 12 zodiac signs, you have four elements that each of those signs are categorized into. And actually, Ali explains this in depth a little bit later as well. Um, But you have your 
earth signs, your fire signs, your water signs, and your air signs. And if you really want to individualize the astrology experience, if you will, uh, you can Google what your birth chart is. So if you quite literally Google birth chart, uh, there are resources that allow you to enter in the date, the time, and the location of uh, of your birth. And it'll give you all of the different placements within your chart. Um, so for example, each person has their sun sign, their moon sign, and their rising sign. This is known as the big three. And Ali will explain those a little bit in, in, in detail later on. But those are really the big three indicators of a person's uh, personality and, and tendencies as it pertains to astrology. And at the end of the day, astrology is is really a tool to maybe spark self-reflection in yourself, um, maybe get to know other people better. It's also just really fun. I mean, I find any type of personality assessment to be really fun because I love understanding more about myself. Not that I'm reducing astrology and zodiac signs down to personality assessments because, again, it has its roots in um, cultures that were really trying to understand what was happening in their own environment. It's not just about the different characteristics of people, but at the end of the day, it's, it's something fun And it's something that is useful, and it's something with a very rich history that I think should be respected. Um, I really want dim sum. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And do you want to know why? (laughs) Why do you want dim sum? Because... I'm on my couch right now and I have a blanket over me and you know how I'm like on my couch with a blanket over me. That's so cute. That's so cute. <laughs> and you know how blankets obviously kind of like ebb and flow and fold. Mm-hmm. So while I was uh, while we were getting our audio situated, I started playing with my blanket and I started like picking up a little section of it and as I put it back down, it looked kind of like a soup dumpling. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was, checked out. It's <laughs> so like I really want dim sum. <laughs> I, you know, speaking of um, just like Asian foods, I guess I had ramen for the first time, like ever, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> For the first time ever? For the first time ever. Like, like real ramen, not like, you know, like the packet. Yeah. That you, like, get in college for, like, 10 cents. No, I had, like, real ramen. And it was good. I liked it. Wow. Um, And now I've been eating noodles, like, nonstop for the last two weeks. I was going to say, you had some microwave noodles before we hopped on this call, right? I did. I got them at CVS. It was a microwave (laughs) pad thai. (laughs) It was a solid... um, like four out of ten. Like like okay. it could sustain me. And there's things that are definitely worse. But it was very salty, I think. Okay. I was thinking that's not that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking like <laughs> microwave cup of noodles. Oh, um, no, if I guess it's like the next step up. So like cup of noodles, I would say is like a 
three out of ten. Okay. Like this, it's just some random, like, it had, like, little packets of things. There was, like, noodles and little toppings and peanuts and then sauce. That's actually lovelier than I thought it was going to be. Something about cup of noodles yeah. gives me um, bad flashbacks because <laughs> when I was, um, I think I was in third grade at the time and my parents and I were living in Seattle and I was in elementary school. This girl who used to bully me always brought cup of noodles for lunch. So now just by association. Yeah. And I don't think I have ever once had cup of noodles in my life. <laughs> because of that <laughs> well I, I i really don't think you're missing out on anything <laughs> um hi oh, Allie. hi <laughs> thank you for uh being on the podcast In- include the whole noodle bit i thank you i you know i respect <laughs> that a lot so. um do you want to introduce yourself? It can be like serious or it can be just arbitrary facts about you strewed. Okay. Okay. I can, I can do that. Um, my name is Allie Wineland and I live in Indianapolis. I'm also from Indianapolis. I grew up here. Um, I like history. I, you do. I I do. I used to be a dolphin girl. Um, Pause. I don't <laughs> know what that means. <laughs> like, do you know what a horse girl is? Yes, but I I like as a so, dolphin so girl. So dolphin girl it. is like it's like an adjacent of horse girl, where it's the same level of obsession, but there's literally no way to like like actually like do things with dolphins, and like it is with horses. So you like get a little bit less into it. But I had a dolphin-themed bedroom for a couple of years. I knew about bedroom. Okay, proceed. I'm on board now. <laughs> uh, so, you know, now we got that out of the way. Um, I uh, make art. I think that's fun. You do. I like sending letters. It is my favorite form of communication. I know you hate that, but, like, I like making you check your mail. I, you know what? I appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> this is going to be a very brief tangent. This is going to be the second time. This is going to be the second time I mention Nevada on this podcast when she is not actually a guest on the podcast. But she does this thing where, um, and I think she's actually only done it once or twice. But when I when I send something to her and I ask for her address, she'll give me like her name and literally everything written as it's supposed to be on the envelope. Which, which I appreciate. So you know where everything goes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I don't have to Google it every time. <laughs> or ask the post person that's working at the desk. I've only done that once, and that was a bad experience. They judged me. <laughs> they judged me. Um, we'll return to my beef with the United States system at another time. But please go ahead. Um. What else? Um. Uh. If stickers are presented to me I will put them on things uh and everywhere um <laughs> uh, no my laptop is colored in stickers my I have a couple stickers on my wall in my apartment um stickers on my water bottle always got stickers on my car you do so you love a bumper sticker I, re- I you know I I fuck with a bumper sticker I I do um my sister got me this this um uh, card game for my birthday 
and it's like a Cards Against Humanity type deal, except gay. Um, <laughs> it's called The Queer Agenda. And I just opened the box the other day to kind of just, you know, thumb through the cards. And <laughs> one of the little freebies they sent me was a bumper sticker. I that, love that. That was like, that's like a banana <laughs> being okay. like opened. And then the banana part is rainbow. <laughs> and <laughs> it, it's just one of those where I, you know, so the car I'm driving right now is my dad's old one. So it has like a church bumper sticker and like something from like the brewery by our house. Uh, and then there's like, I haven't contributed to it yet because I, you know, had just started driving this, this car. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, I wonder how the rainbow banana would look next to the, the church sticker, you know? I, you know what? Okay. So is this your car now? Or yes. is this yeah, your- yeah, it's mine. Okay. Like permanently? Yeah, oh, I'm just lazy and haven't yeah. taken off the stickers that I don't want. Also, a sticker is a sticker, you know. A sticker is a sticker. I a say, sticker is a sticker. <laughs> I say, I say, put the I say put the gay banana, the gay peeled banana, um, yeah. uh, right next to the church sticker. Uh-huh. Um, make them touch slightly as if they're kissing. <laughs> just oh yeah, just just barely, you know. <laughs> You know, they're dipping their toes. They're trying. <laughs> okay. I also, because this is a publicly broadcasted show, um, I sound like this is like a radio thing. I do have to clarify, and I'm going to speak on behalf of you, but correct me if, if I say something that isn't true. Um, neither Ali nor I have nothing against organized religion. Uh, but well, we are not, <laughs> we have nothing against non-problematic organized religion. It's just we ourselves are not religious. But like, if you are, and that's something that brings you like peace and happiness and purpose, oh phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But like, I just can't relate to that, and that's fine. Agreed. Okay. But a gay banana next to a church sticker would be. That's funny. So, but that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know so funny though um wow okay perfect so I the reason I brought you on this podcast is because one it's about damn time and two um I like obviously this goes without saying but I'm gonna tell the listeners um Allie is my astrology queen like she knows absolutely everything about I mean, significantly more than I do about astrology. Our, so I feel like I'm our friend group's uh, go-to astrology, like uh, um, amateur astrologer. Well, here's the thing. I feel like if, you know, each person in our friend group had a persona, yours would be like uh, collecting crystals and placing them on windows. And um, I don't know if these go hand in hand or not, accurate. but like bonfires in the forest and chanting maybe you know I haven't done that in a okay. very long time and the, probably the last time I did it was like a Girl Scout camp but I do enjoy a good bonfire in the woods yes and I do yeah. enjoy a good group song you know yes okay <laughs> okay um so so maybe if, if you know if I existed you know a couple thousand years ago or something you know maybe I would be actively doing that and that would be dope but um here we are in 2021 (laughs) 
Yeah, you really are the uh, resident astrologer. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know what it is, but um, something about astrology, like it really, really just gained a ton of popularity over the past okay. few years. Or maybe it's been super popular for a while now and I only just started paying attention. But well, I think the the with, with mass media in general, I think it's just taken off and also... <laughs> It's been adopted by a lot of people that traditionally, you know, wouldn't have found out about it or wouldn't have access to it. But it's been around for, like, since the beginning of time, almost. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just for forever. Even, like, ancient, ancient civilizations, they found, you know, like, carvings and and astrology is how they would tell the time. Astronomy is how they would tell the time that, that has, you know that's trickled down into the development of a theory around you know maybe why do the planets move this way and you know what does that mean this search for I don't know human meaning why do you think it's hit a wave of popularity among like the youths (laughs) (laughs) well I think culture is you know evolutionary and, and 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 it also is, I think recently, at, as our world becomes more intertwined with each other, especially through the inter- internet, um, I think we start to pull things from other cultures without realizing it. But also, I think this generation, this, this generation as a whole, as in like anybody, I don't know, under the age of 30. Yeah. I I think we see the world a little differently. I think this new generation has been using astrology to break free from the cultural and traditional norms that they were brought up with. Yeah. And it, it's seen as a way that, you know, especially for me and, and the people that I know personally, like growing up in the Midwest, it's, you know, it's it, it. A lot of culture and a lot of our experiences are very monochromatic. Yeah, and, and you know, a, you're probably brought up in a, you know, some sort of Christian religion. Um, there's also a big Jewish population uh, in the Midwest, um, or you know, they're an organized religion with laws and and you know phrases and teachings on how to be a good person yeah and I think that in itself is not inherently bad but where I think astrology has has captured the minds of a lot of these people who have have grown up in environments where they aren't necessarily enamored with the structural and um, political components that have become intertwined with religion nowadays um, or just culture in general. Every, everything is is interconnected and with, with a power structure that doesn't serve the people that it should. You know, I was, it, I was enchanted by it because it helped me understand other people. Yeah. And, 
you know, not everything about every sign is going to align yeah. with, you know, that person or characteristics or whatever. But there's a astrologer I follow. Um, her name is Chani Nichols. Uh, she's Canadian. Um, and in her newsletters that she sends out, she always says, take what you need and leave the rest. And that's kind of the approach that I think matches up really well with me and how I see astrology, but also has then bled out into the rest of my life where, you know, you don't have to follow everything that one person tells you to say or do or act. Yeah. But instead you can explore different sources, whether that's religion, whether that's astrology, whether that's just academia or books or cultural experiences or just, you know, talking to your family and learning their stories, finding out different ways to live life and different theories on just the existence of human beings and what what is your role within existence. Yeah, I think astrology is interesting because it's sort of at the intersection of a lot of things that um, might not seem super related on the surface. So I mean, it has its origins. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it has its origins in astronomy. And since it's been around so long, there's a history and um, a culture of, of Eastern Asia associated with it. But also, like, it's it's a form of religion to other people or uh, spirituality. Is. So it's just bringing together a lot of different things that are both tangible, like, the sciences oh absolutely and also well even in like early mesopotamia and the greeks and the romans and in early europe and especially in asia that i mean that was their calendar yeah that the holidays denoted not only astrological things and and what kind of celebrations you should have and you know when to connect to different kinds of energies but also when to harvest when to I don't know it 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 told like every culture has legends and stories it you know told the story of what was going on with their surroundings physically as and then I think connecting that to their own spiritual practice makes that you know circle complete a little bit yeah um sort of at a high level can you talk about how the 12 zodiac signs are structured. So we have 12 zodiac signs and we have 12 months out of the year. So I think to your point, that goes back to uh, people in ancient cultures using astrology to track calendars and cycles of the moon and really just get a better understanding of the passage of time. Um, Can you talk about the 12 signs and also the different categories there are. So differences between the elements or the types of signs. Yeah. So the easiest way to approach it is you start with your four basic elements. And this is the, again, widely accept Western version of astrology because it's the one I know best. Um, and, And there's a lot of different deviations and subversions or higher versions that you know, I'm not as intric- intricately aware of or knowledgeable about, but it all starts with your four elements. You have earth, fire, w- water, and air. 
and all 12 of those signs fit into one of those four categories. You have your 12 signs and they all fall under one with, you know, basic um, traits and whatnot that are associated with that. But for Earth, we have our Virgos, which is our lovely Mouty Tittlemani. Um <laughs> <laughs> we have our Capricorns. Uh, we have Virgos, Capricorns, and our third one. <laughs> My brain just it's okay. died. <laughs> our Tauruses. <laughs> Thank you. I know so many Tauruses, and they're all going to be pissed at me for forgetting them. Can I say something? Like, I think that they are the weaklings of the Earth category. <gasps> I Ooh, hands down. Think you're that. gonna make some people piss. I know. Off I know your guy. dad's a Taurus. Like, I think it's just because they're stubborn. I don't know that it's it's necessarily the the stubbornness. I think it's also like the um, they're not unambitious, but stereotypically speaking, I feel like they are not as busy as Virgos and Capricorns. But that being said, just because you're a busybody. Well, it's just different priorities. Yeah, I think just because you're a busybody doesn't mean you're necessarily more productive. But that's just like how it's Absolutely it's categorized not. stereotypically in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're the weaklings. I think they're the very strong footed sign. But you're probably right. Let's see what's next. <laughs> um <laughs> um for our fire signs, we have Aries and Sagittarius and Leo, which uh, your girl is a Leo moon. I love Leo. So we love a good Leo. I, you know what? I've never met a Leo I didn't like. Well, that's probably not true. <laughs> I never met a Neo Leo that I knew their sign and I didn't like. Yeah, <laughs> I think something about Leos, they're always just very uh, pretty people. They always have a very like glowy oh. energy to them. Absolutely. I I love a good Leo. <laughs> uh, and then water signs um, are, you know, stereotypically very emotional, very in touch with that. We have Scorpio, Pisces, and we have, I'm literally looking at my wall where my like art of all the signs are. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, my ADHD, I can't fucking remember shit. Um, and cancer. I, this is one that's gonna make make people sad too I always forget about cancer I do too and it's not because it's no it's only because I I don't think I know a single friend of mine who's a cancer well that's probably mine too because I didn't know I wasn't close with many cancers until much later in my life and and so that wasn't something I was keenly aware of now I'm very close with you know I love I love my cancers. They're very kind and giving. They people, are, but I do forget about you a lot. I'm sorry. Also, hot take. I didn't always feel this way, but now I kind of do, and I don't really know what uh, brought upon this shift. But I don't really think I love Pisces anymore. I think you will change that opinion. Really? I really I I. I think Pisces are are the third eye of the And zodiac. again, Nevada's going to be pissed because Nevada's a Pisces. She's going to be fucking she's, mad at you. She doesn't <laughs> count because she knows that she's like a sister to me. Also, Nevada, if you're hearing this, I'm, I'm like, you don't count. But in general, Pisces, not including Nevada, just seem very like 
my life sucks and they kind of just like mope in it is this whole podcast episode just gonna be you being like I don't like this sign and me being like wait, wait, I wait, hope wait. so because I, you know more than <laughs> I do and also you're you see the good in people more easily than I do so I kind of hope that's the case oh well and then it comes down to my favorite because I am biased um air signs <laughs> um I am very biased about this we have Libra's um and Gemini and Aquarius which is the home sign of I love an Aquarius <laughs> I love an Aquarius y'all are weird I as shit too. you're not wrong <laughs> you're you're very correct you are an Aquarius um, I also I have a theory that every Aquarius person just attracts other Aquarius people and if you don't have other Aquarius people that are around you you will attract mostly air signs i feel very what's my excuse for attracting aquarius assesses what's my excuse i have like zero air let me look at your chart chart. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah because you're an aquarius lily's an aquarius um one of my former bosses at work uh is an Aquarius um someone that I dated is an Aquarius like I'm just what's my excuse <laughs> you do have air in your chart I just checked I do yeah your your Uranus is an Aquarius what does Uranus do it's a social planet it's also um so it kind of reflects you know how you are socially how you are with other people and and you know your levels of energy and how you interact with the world um but it's also a generational one or Mm. um so pretty much so we have our you know four elements and then how that relates into the actual like planet and astro uh, i'm sorry astronomy part Mm -hmm. of that is is ancient astrologers pretty much sat down and were like all right so if earth is the center of the world right the universe yes and all the planets circle around us that means we're going to quadrant you know each section around the earth as one of these signs and that correlates again with um a lot of mythology um and so the ones that are western um uh western astrology most take from our Celtic and Greek um, mythology. Yeah. So my, you know, hands down easiest way to remember um, traits, signs, um, you know, just things about the planets are based on mythology. Cause that's another thing that I have found myself very interested in over the years and have taken a couple classes in, but uh so Aries, you know, starting from the top, because that's yeah. traditionally seen as the start of the Zodiac year. Um, Aries, very fiery, very strong-willed, um, lots of passion and energy. Um, and then you think of Greek mythology. We have Aries or Mars, uh, the, god of, the god of war. Um, yeah. And then that also correlates to the planet, Mars so that planet then rules that sign 
Yeah, that's so interesting. So yeah, and so, same thing for, um, so Leo is the sun, which again, as you know, ancient people are being like, oh, the earth is the center, the sun is a, its own planet circling around us. Yeah. So that was, you know, seen as such. Um, but Gemini is another easy one. Um, Gemini, uh, very communicative, always want to learn new things. Um, very good at talking to people and gathering information, um, but a little aloof themselves, um, as a good air sign is. Um, <laughs> but their ruling planet is Mercury, uh, which is also in mythology Hermes, who is the um, messenger of the gods. So messenger communication. Um, and so we have that link there. Again, ruling planet of. Um, so, you know, uh, so that's the other funny one is Aquarius is uh, their ruling planet is Uranus, who is Poseidon, mm-hmm. um, which always pisses off people that start learning about astrology. They're like, why the fuck is Aquarius an air sign? Yeah, because it has aqua. aqua. Yeah. It's aqua. You are the water bearer. Your ruling planet is fucking Poseidon and you're an air sign yeah what's the what's the reasoning behind that so the water bearer is actually uh, an allusion to a uh, myth where this character I cannot remember his name to save my life but he was the cup bearer of the gods um so they didn't actually drink water they drank mead um but he would bring them you know their drink he was a good faithful servant somehow he died and as gods do they were like well we liked you so we're gonna put your essence up in the sky in stars and constellations Mm. so you'll live forever um and so it's you know ruled by poseidon but in fact the constellation itself is this secondary behind the scenes character which i think is very you know accurate to a lot of aquarius where we we don't want to be the center of attention we're not very out front people, but we are very strong willed. Yeah. Know what we're doing and we'll get shit done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You guys are some of the, actually, after hearing that description, I think you guys are some of the weirdest people. And I know that there's like a running joke that Aquarius is, what's the plural of that? You got to tell me. A- Aquarii? Aquarii? Equestrians in my mouth. Equestrians. (laughs) Yeah. Aquafina water bottle. Tastes like shit for some reason. Is it Aquafina that tastes like shit? Uh, Dasani. Dasani. Oh, fuck Dasani, man. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I think there's this running joke that Aquariuses are like aliens because they're so weird and they're, you know, supposed to be like out of. (laughs) touch with the normal human thing like water signs are very in touch with their emotions whereas air signs are kind of like I want nothing to do with that which I think is very funny Um, but also in some ways I think Aquarians are some of the most human people because very very humanitarian Uh, I think I think a lot of times and this is how I feel about Pisces too Pisces and Aquarius again they're next to each other in the zodiac um you can kind of, you see humanity as a whole more easily than Mm. other people, especially I would say earth signs. I think earth signs, and the thing is, it's not a bad thing. It's just, 
it just is it's a different perspective but in my experience a lot of earth signs are much more focused on the home on themselves on on their family oh, and yeah and how they can make their life and the life of the people you know that they directly touch easier more comfortable more loving um in in different ways a lot of times that is through you know physical possessions and uh, you know luck luxurious items which you know what every once in a while fucking slaps you know <laughs> it, it it just hits in the right way i've got a nice bubble bath with bubble like, bath a bubble bath <laughs> uh, <laughs> with some like you know like oils and like bubbles and salt and we do like a face mask afterwards you know that fucking rocks <laughs> eating at like a nice restaurant <laughs> it's like really great yeah <laughs> Yeah, I do. and 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 I think there's there's value to that, but then you also have, you know, air signs and and who more easily see humanity as a greater connection, I guess. Yeah, I'm not good at that. I don't see it that way. <laughs> My thing is, if we have not had a heart to heart, I know nothing about you, and therefore I don't trust you. <laughs> Oh, I think that's also your East Coast. That's true. My parents don't know their neighbors. Like, they don't talk to each other. Like, no one has ever once taken a casserole over. I didn't know what a casserole actually was until college when I forced Lily to explain it to me. Because growing up, I was like, is it kind of like a lasagna? It's a Midwest staple. I know. I mean, like, you're not wrong. It is kind of like a lasagna. (laughs) But anyways, no, I think you're right. I think... um, I think air signs sort of view progress from like a high level, uh, future oriented mindset, if that makes Absolutely. sense. And um, earth signs sometimes view progress as a, you know, grassroots endeavor first before like a, a, a high level thought. Um, but also can you explain the difference between um people's suns moons risings and any other elements of the chart that you think are important and by the chart i mean like someone's birth chart yeah so for newbies birth chart is a thing that corresponds if you've ever had somebody ask you for your birth date time and location which was probably me apologies or a girl that Uh, you're dating (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love all these memes that are like guys texting their mom being like mom what time is I bored (laughs) (laughs) I know mine I've always known my birth time I don't know why I always have too I've always known it yeah I've always known it and then there's Lily who her parents don't even know (laughs) they're like maybe 10 (laughs) 30 well Lily was born like right after the Super Bowl ended right she was Um, yeah which, by the way, the super- approximately ten thirty. I did the math. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So, <laughs> the Super Bowl is tonight. Slight tangent. Um, yeah, I keep forgetting about. That. I do too. At work, we have this sort of. Um, I think it's a competition, but I'm not quite sure if I'm being honest. Um, mm-hmm. Thing related to the Super Bowl, and I forget my answers. I just picked random things because I I've googled the rules to football. And it, it doesn't stick with me. Uh, it doesn't stick. But I digress. So, yes, back to the birth. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
based on your birth time and your location of your birth, you pretty much are given a snapshot of where the planets were in the sky, as well as, you know, some comets and meteors and, you know, you can, you can get really into it if you want. Um, but pretty much a snapshot of where the planets were in the sky at the very moment you were born. Um, and then based on that, this theory of a birth chart is that you can then not only see kind of the personality traits that might be present in this child, but also if you, again, get into those more like smaller and more intricate, you know, comets and small planets and moons and whatnot, you can see maybe what their future will be like, which, you know, take it or leave it. Uh, but I think it's fun. I think it's it's an easy way for me to make connections in my brain. It's really helpful for remembering people's birthdays. Yeah. Um, um, but it also just kind of gives you an idea of, you know, what the vibe of the person might be um, and whether you might get along or if you're in a more like professional setting, like how you can communicate with them and maybe how they communicate and how you can adapt to that. It, I mean, everyone has their own ways of doing that. The Enneagram is very popular right yeah. now. That's another one. Um, I know a lot of businesses have different kinds of like, you know, uh, trait, you know, pers personality trait type things within a professional setting that they'll do little quizzes for um, uh, Myers-Briggs is another one. You know, at, these kinds of variations exist everywhere and, and, you know, people either buy into them or they don't. Astrology is just another one of those, except with a much deeper and more lengthy and spiritual history. Um, but for within your birth chart, your big three, when, you know, people re refer to your sign, it's usually asking your sun sign, which is, you know, the, the one that you'd like look up your horoscope in the newspaper and that's what you'd read. Um, and then the second of the three is your moon sign and your rising sign or the third. So your rising sign, you can actually only get if you have your birth time. Um, so you might not be able to like get that if you don't know it or if you don't know like where precisely you were born. But the categorization of those three, actually, I'll start with rising sign. Um, rising sign is often thought of as who you are on your first impression um, to people, or some people even say it's what you look like physically. Um, it also is said to be how you acted when you were younger um, as a child. And then as you get older, you will usually, you know, start to fall into either your sun or your moon sign, depending on multiple facets, but, and, and you know, take over a lot more of those uh, personality traits, I guess. Um, your moon sign is how you are when you're comfortable, how you are when you're vulnerable and emotional, um, when you're with a group of friends that you really trust, um, you know, when you're with your family, if, if that's really like important and close to you. Um, it's how your heart is. It's how you are when you're alone. Uh, so for an example, my moon is in Leo and, uh, Leo is a very performative and 
and uh, outgoing sign, which I used to be in high school and growing up, I was very, you know, I, I did a lot of performing arts and, and I was very involved in that. Um, and then realized I have terrible stage fright and might shit myself on stage. <laughs> um, but it was only when I was by myself. If I had to do something by myself, if I had to do a monologue, if I had to do a solo or something. As soon as I was with a group, I felt much more comfortable. Um, but, you know, after studying and, you know, uh, learning more about these, I found that I, you know, I am performative in my, in my personal relationships. I think it's fun. I think it's funny, um, you know, drawing the attention to something stupid I said or, you know, misheard. And, you know, also Leos are generally very, like, uh, generous and giving people. And I think I, I do that in, uh, with my time and my energy. Um, I really, really give, try to give my energy to the people that I care about. And, and that's something that's important to me. Then your sun sign is seen as who you are at your essence or who you grow into. And sometimes now a lot, sometimes your moon sign will be more prominent. So in the case of my sister, she's also an Aquarius, but uh, definitely her moon is in Capricorn and she definitely exudes a lot more Capricorn, like uh, just behaviors and, and trends yeah. and whatnot. And, and that's just, you know, she's a much more emotionally connected person than I am. She's much more in tune with that. So it makes sense. But for me, I am definitely think I am very wholeheartedly oh, yeah. Aquarius oh, yeah. uh, to its, to its faults and, and uh, uh, gifts. But so it also can be one that you grow into or or one that's at the root of some of your actions. Um, and, and again, a good example is my sister who, again, very emotional, very steadfast in Capricorn for sure, but very humanitarian and, and really cares about her community and her environment and, and, the, and the change that she can make and the steps forward that she can take to do that. And, and that's a very Aquarius trait. It, it, it's, it, it shows you that, you know, it doesn't mean it's gone. It doesn't mean you, that's not important. It just, you know, as you grow and depending on your situation, you have different priorities. And I think your sun sign will always shine through at the basis of those, no matter what. Yeah, that's interesting. So question for you, and I've sort of always wondered this. My sun and my moon are both in Virgo. So if your sun is always at the core of you, but it's also something that you grow into, how is, how is it that I'm, I'm still growing when my moon and sun are both the same? Like, how can I really gauge that growth from an astrological sense? Yeah. Well... I actually have a correction for you. Your sun sign is actually Leo. In I know you don't like this, but based on the location of where you were born in India, you are technically a Leo. But if you put your birth location of where you grew up, you're a Virgo. I know this, so I, but I hate it. <laughs> I know you hate it. I know you do. But you have to respect where you were born. I guess. And, and just because just it makes you mad doesn't mean it's not correct. Um, and, and I think you are one of those people who's 
whose moon shines through a lot stronger than than their sun sign and that's okay i mean your your name literally means moon maddie that's true (laughs) i i don't know i but i think as a as a leo i i see that in you i see where that comes forward when you need it to oh for sure but also now i'm having an existential crisis because (laughs) because not on the timeline yes because i feel like okay i feel like you know how uh, when for okay so uh, oh my god okay i'm having an existential crisis for everyone who's listening i'm doing fine i just need a second (laughs) (laughs) making maddie questioning her own identity as a human so when we were talking about this in college probably like the beginning to the middle of college i believe i was like okay i'm a leo if you put in my birth location which is in india but i'm a virgo if you put my birth location as you know the place where I spent the majority of my childhood which is in um Pennsylvania so and and you know that's because my birthday is right on the cusp of Leo and and Virgo but so I thought that we kind of talked about you know me taking into account the where I was born versus the environment that I spent the majority of my time in. And I don't know if I like imagined that or not. And, and therefore now I want your opinion on like, is it more important to look at my, my son where I was born or is it more important to look at the environment that I grew up in? I think it's not a one or the other. I think I think it's something you need to respect both of because to you know the tra- to align with the traditions of astrology, you know if you're talking to a you know very traditional astrologer, they would tell you your sun is in Leo. It doesn't matter because it is what it is, and you were born where you were born. Yeah. But I think that theory it excludes the more modern concept that I think hasn't really branched its way into a lot of astrologers yet, but, but is the whole fact of nature versus nature at at its essence is you grew up in Pennsylvania in an environment that was so inherently different from where you were born and where your family's from. And that's okay. It is again, it is what it is like that. That's your experience. That's your lived experience. But I, I think maybe it could be used as a tool to, you know, when you're reflecting on your childhood or when you think of a bad or a good or a neutral experience um, or your reaction to something, you can say, huh, okay, why am I reacting this way? Is it something that is, it is, a, Vir- is it a Virgo trait? Is it a Leo trait? If it's a Leo trait, why? Yeah, that's interesting. So I, I don't think it's a one or the other. I think it's just you can utilize the tools that are available to you within, you know, the concepts of astrology. And and then you can dig in and take what makes sense and leave the rest. So follow up to that, we talk about like traditional astrologers versus more modern astrologers and their different approaches. So this is very much... Um, 
I mean, astrology is very much a concept that has been added to and improved upon over like countless years. Um, That being said, when we talk about it in Western culture, it's thought of as like a joke or something that isn't really taken seriously. And yet, you know, the caricature of the astro ho. Yeah. I mean, penetrated into no absolutely and I think you know whenever it comes to religion or spirituality both both of which um I think astrology touches upon it's it's weird because astrology is really the only time people question the validity of it but people aren't really out here questioning the validity of different religions unless they're a super problematic person but you know that's an entirely different story yeah well, I think I think our modern take on astrology or this contemporary astrology that exists now, this, you know, again, caricature is what I called it earlier, is it's based on this kind of de-evolution that's happened a little bit because of, to be frank, white women in America thinking and they can just pluck from different cultures and and experiences and and spiritualities and religions what serves them and then present that as something new that they created themselves which I don't think is right and and it's something that has frustrated me with um uh, a lot of people that practice yoga actually um and, and same thing where they're not respecting the culture that it came from or pawning it off as their own thing. Hey y'all, so right around here is when Allie and I got disconnected for a little bit, but we were able to reconnect and continue the conversation. And uh, to give you a little bit of context about what we chat about, uh, Allie spent a semester abroad in Rome where she learned Italian, took classes, um, you know, traveled to different sites. And that's a little bit about what we chat about from here on out. So we had the opportunity to go on this field study to the gymnasium complex that um, Mussolini built. And uh, (laughs) one of the places we were able to go into was his personal gym, which is now kind of like an auditorium type deal. Um, But a lot of the original uh, tile work and mosaics are still there. Uh, including as soon as you walk in the door, there is a giant mosaic of Mussolini's birth chart wow and I it was it was one of those where I was with a group of people where I couldn't just be like I know exactly what this means and what I now make of Mussolini and my professor like mentioned something he's like does anyone know what this was and I was like (laughs) I think it's his birth chart and my professor was like uh yeah yeah yep it's it's the whole thing and I I was like I I need to shut up because I was like I could tell them exactly what this means about Mussolini but I also was like it's Mussolini he's the (laughs) he's the original gay indie girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) oh man wow so that it was just and, and the thing is that cracked me up everywhere in Italy 
because anytime you were in like a big villa or like, you know, some old Italian, you know, mansion or art museum, you'd look up or look down at the grounds and somewhere there's some rich fucking Italian dude's birth chart painted celebrating his life. Wow. It's hilarious. And, And it just makes you realize that people really fucking cared about this shit once upon a time. And it, and it wasn't um, uh, co- combated against uh, Christianity like it is a lot now. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it was actually very, I mean, within Christian religion, uh, well, I guess, excuse me. Well, yeah, Christian religion. So the birth of Jesus Christ was discovered because of astrologists. <laughs> Really? Yeah. So so the whole concept of like, you know, they fought these three wise men is what they're now called, followed this star um, mm. in the sky, baby king. Um, and, and that was because they had used astrology to predict this giant, you know, astrological event and uh, the location of this star. Again, this is very, you know, like early and again, eastern astrology so it's different than what we know it as so uh but you know it's entwined in almost every culture and every religion and and especially with christianity they have a bad habit of taking it's like what white women do like i said earlier where you you pluck a bunch of things from other people's cultures and religion and pass it off on your own without you know connecting it to the history behind it and it's sad, but what I've seen now that's interesting is a resurgence of Christian women, of Christian people actually embracing astrology or even just a more quote unquote occult type spiritual practices mm-hmm. and and recognizing the pagan history of it, but utilizing it in a way that, you know, connects them to their god um or and i guess i have as well but more in like a i use my spiritual practices that do sometimes correlate with astrological events and and i use that in a way to actively connect to the world and to the energies that surround me so i think it has evolved but you have to respect the history of it. You have to respect where it came from and, and the people that were punished for, for practicing it and, and, and for utilizing it when it was not okay to. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like in your life you view astrology as uh your form of either religion or spirituality or connection to uh the world around you or do you feel like astrology is completely separate from all of that and you view astrology more as as a practice than um a medium through which you can connect to some sort of higher presence that you might believe in I think it's a little bit of both and and that's something that I appreciate about 
the contemporary astrology community, um, at least the ones that I have found myself and, and uh, actively searched, uh, searched out, um, is there's this whole idea of, you know, I keep saying this, of take what you need and leave the rest. Yeah. And, and in a respectful way, where anytime, you know, someone publishes an astrological, like, newsletter, it's very common in the community, or, you know, you always hear about, oh, it's the full moon, time for these things. And, you know, sometimes I do, you know, do little full moon rituals, because, uh, I love the moon. She's my girlfriend. She's fucking hot. And I definitely <laughs> look at her every time I see her in the sky. Um, I love the moon. Uh, 10 out of 10. Uh, she is hot. <laughs> my big piece of floating rock. Love her. Um, how does she glow? I know, like, science has explained that, but, like, how does she? You know, like, how, she looks how does she? phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. Always. There's never a time where she does not look phenomenal. We love the moon. Um, but I don't know. I, I think I see astrology as a tool, as a a tool to know more about myself, to know more about my friends and my community and sometimes, and more recently my world, um, it, it helps me contextualize what's going on in my life with, with what's going on in the world and also the significance yet insignificance of my humanity, of myself. And I think astrology is one of those things where it is a very worldwide thing. Everybody has a star sign, whether you like it or not. Like, you can look up anybody's birth chart. Fun fact, if you want any celebrity's birth chart, it's probably online. Um, <laughs> and, and again, it's, you know, somebody tells you your birthday and that correlates to a star sign. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not, it's there. Yeah, that's true. And and, and I think that's kind of cool because it, it globalizes this practice. It, it makes it universal. Um. But it also can get extremely personal, like like the use of a birth chart of, you know, analyzing every single cosmic aspect of, of the you know moment someone was born, and, and I think that 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 dichotomy existing on the same plane, on the same you know one eighty degrees from each other on opposite ends, it it's something that I think. I've talked a lot about in therapy is how do you hold these two things and accept both of them as true when they're extremely opposite of each other. These two truths, these, yeah. these two things. But I think for me, I use astrology as a tool to know myself, to know my community. Um, but also to give myself the self-knowledge yeah. in order to grow as a person. And I, you know, I don't necessarily believe everything in astrology. I, I don't think that you can tell someone's future by it. I think it's funny sometimes when they align. Yeah. But I, and I don't think you can tell what someone's sign is by what they look like. 
I I have a really hard time believing it. Actually, you know what that reminds me of? There's this TikTok trend where it's like, if astrology's fake, then why do all insert sign here? Uh, why do all these people look alike? And then they show different people with the same, usually celebrities with the same zodiac sign. Yeah. And I'm like, I I they don't look alike. I don't know what you're seeing, but I am not. <laughs> right. And it got to the point yeah. where I thought the trend was literally a joke where people... it might be. It might have divulged into such. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have no clue because I thought it was a joke because they <laughs> it is. I don't know. I, I think that's one of the funny things about astrology and, and, and media right now is you never really know when it's like a joke or when it's not. Yeah, because every single time I see something, they're like, well, if astrology's fake, why do all Geminis look like this? And it's people of very different races, ethnicities, styles, like n- literally. Maybe they're seeing something that we don't. I know. And I'm like, <laughs> is knows? this a joke or am I just dense and I'm missing something? <laughs> well, that's another thing that, so just something that frustrates me about astrology and about Western astrology almost specifically is that it is very gendered. It is, it is so gendered. Every sign in Western astrology has been assigned a female or ma- a feminine or masculine. Yeah, I noticed that. Is that trait. just a Western thing? In, in, my research, yes. Okay. Uh, I definitely think it's a modern and contemporary thing. I do not think it, it started like that. That's interesting. I think, and and you know, this actually ties into a lot of gender theory too. When it comes to uh, astrology, is that you know Leo is considered a masculine sign. Yeah. But I find only feminine energy that I connect to it with. But that doesn't mean that somebody else that's a Leo feels the same way. No, and, and, I agree. And, I mean, the whole concept of gender being fake anyway, like, how can how can you base something so, so arbitrary? Like, it's the same thing, like, when someone says, oh, that person is talkative if it's a female. Yeah. They're usually, you know, chatty or bossy. Or if it's a man, they're you know, outgoing and assertive. Um, but it's like, what happens if you're in the middle of that? What happens if you're neither of that? Yeah. What happens if all of your concepts of feminine and masculine totally get, you know, just crumbled down? What the, all you're left with is the essence of that. And, yeah. and, and a lot of contemporary and modern astrology genders, not only signs, but traits. And, and I think it's starting to divulge away from it, but for a long time, it was like, oh, male Sagittarii act like this, but female Mm. Sagittarius people act like this or look like this or do these things. And and it's like, I know, I know people of all genders that are Sagittarius that act like that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's, it's indiscriminatory. how can how can something as ephemerate as the fucking universe and cosmos care about something so tiny as the concept of gender? Yeah, that's a very it, it, profound it, statement. Doesn't make sense. Come to think about y'all. Come to think <laughs> about. 
if something to think about, I mean, like, if you question your, if you question your gender during quarantine, I won't judge you. We've been there. I shaved my head. I went through it, you guys. Like, hop on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, that's so interesting because, you know, I, I mean, you know this because you were learning Italian in preparation for and, like, during your semester abroad in Rome. But a lot of Latin-based languages have, you know masculine and feminine pronouns or gender yes exactly they're they're assigning a gender to a word and I know that's truly just rooted in in the history of that language but I've always sort of wondered how how they've distinguished between the two and I could be wrong because you know all I know from this is is what I've been taught by different teachers that I've had but in French for example that's the language that I grew up learning and 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 have been doing so for quite a few years and apparently you know the only way they knew how to gender words is is based off of the essence of those words but it's almost like who is determining that but that's like a very uh white men (laughs) yeah and that's also I mean that's a very uh that's an example that yes, language is an everyday uh, tool, but it's not necessarily being directed at a specific person. But I noticed in astrology, there's, you know, uh, a very binary system of establishing characteristics, and it's it's based off of gender sometimes. So I've always sort of wondered who puts that together. I mean, it's it can be more problematic with something like astrology when it's supposed to be you know, targeting the core or root or origins of a person's personality. And, you know, in something like language, it's a little bit less personal. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting thought of, I mean, when you think about it, everything in our world, since the colonization of the British has become gendered. And, you know, I actually just read this article today, and it, it, it was about it was taking a lot of uh, facts from this book uh, called The Invention of the Woman or The Invention of Femininity. I can't remember exactly. And, and, you know, the concept of a woman or a man and, and the roles that we now associate with that or the traits or, you know, any of these, these things that have become so intrinsic to our, our daily life and thinking this article specifically was talking about in Africa and in this, um, this smaller section, it's just South of Nigeria um, and how their culture, Oh, their only hierarchy was based on age. Oh, and, and that's how it was structured. And then when, you know, colonizers came in and introduced this idea of, of femininity, masculinity, the roles that are associated with that, but also the worth, that is placed on a person based on the gender that has now been assigned to them by a foreigner who knows nothing of their culture or, or how they live their lives, you know, you're now forced into being seen by the rest of the world as this thing that you don't understand the concept of. How, how can you conceptualize how a white British man saw a black woman yeah and say that's okay and it, it just 
it, it baffles me of, of how much colonization has impacted the, you know, this binary that has been stapled into our culture. That's a really good point, because if you think about it, like, yes, age is a thing that exists but in another way it's kind of just an arbitrary way to differentiate and categorize people and I think gender is the same way where yes like you know someone's uh biological sex organs that's a thing but it's also just an arbitrary way kind of like age to differentiate between people and categorize people it just seems very like somebody picked a method of organization out of thin air and that happens to be age or that happens to be uh, gender. Or that benefited them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Something that's easier for another person to understand um, and something that's honestly a little bit lazier and, and maybe more convenient. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's all power play. And that's what makes me so sad about when people really tie on to these ideas of certain signs or characteristics being masculine or feminine because it, it doesn't open you up for the opportunity of looking into what lies beyond that what what things can you learn if, if you drop the idea of this binary of gender or or even if you're going to look at it from a gendered perspective looking at it as a spectrum yeah, exactly. Where, where the, you know, quote, unquote, unquote, masculine trait of stubbornness, I think has is very often seen as a masculine trait, as you would see in Taurus. Taurus is always the first thing people say is they're stubborn. And it's, it's a masculine sign, according to some astrologers. And yet I know so many Taurus women and Taurus people that are not men that are the most stubborn motherfuckers I have ever met. And I love them for it. But holy shit, that is not a male trait. (laughs) That is an everybody trait. And that is all Tauruses. I love you for it. Thank you for your stubbornness. But also fuck. Yeah. No, that's that's a very interesting point. Um... And I, I mean that's kind of how it is with all of astrology. You, you have to take everything that is presented with you with a grain of salt and you have to look it into yourself. And I, you know what? I think that's why I have found myself so drawn to astrology because it is an endless string of research that I can do. I will never, I don't think there's any astrologer in the world that knows everything about astrology. That's such a cool point. That's such a cool point. There's so, yeah, you're right because it's one of, there's so much yeah, to learn. Yeah, because there's so there's, much to learn. At, at the end of the day, you know, there are certain uh, facts and foundations about astrology. But like, once you have that on board, it's a lot of interpretation and a lot of theorizing. And that's just like an, yeah. an, an endless well of information. And, and as a good Gemini rising, how could I see an endless well of information and not just dive into it? Can we actually talk about why Geminis have a bad rep? Well, yes, we can. So for a long time, I hated a Gemini. I thought they were very chaotic. It was definitely beaten into me by the internet. And then I found out I was a Gemini rising and I was like, ah, 
fuck that's me. <laughs> fuck what do I do now and 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 honestly after having that you know realization at 14 15 or whatever I connected with that it has changed my perspective on Gemini's and, and it's one of those where people are that are Gemini's are given a bad rep because it's this there's a tendency of Gen- Gemini people to have what is commonly and derogatorily referred to as a two-faced behavior, but it's really, I would say, um, adaptable and self-preserving. Mm. Because what where I have seen my Gemini traits come out is, you know, some days, you know, I'll be out and about or at work or whatever, and... I'm friendly to everyone. Someone says hi to me on the street that I don't know because it's the Midwest. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, hi, how are <laughs> I could you? Never. And then we move on <laughs> with our lives. And other days, I'm like, if anyone looks at me, I will literally shoot you. Like, fuck you. I don't exist. Go away. <laughs> and and it just depends on the day. It depends on the mood. It depends on the level of my mental issues. Like, we got a lot of factors in here. Yeah. <laughs> but... I, I, I've seen it more so, you know, it can be a, a very degradatory thing and, and it can cause a lot of issues because Gemini people, even though we are collectors of information and love communicating that, very, it's not often that a Gemini will tell you personal things off the bat. Yes. It is one that you have to just pull out of and, and it's hard and, and it, I think it's also a self-preservation tactic and, and every sign has theirs. Um, and I think that ability to flip flop between the two, it, it's a, it's a great benefit, but it also can be a huge negative, especially when, you know, you're trying to solve conflict between your friends, your family, your, your, your significant other. Um, and, and not being able to communicate that is really hard or being able to communicate it, but not being able to regulate how it's said because it's just how you feel and that's a very air sign thing is is not knowing how you feel and then saying something and being like ah ooh, I should have said that nicer but (laughs) actually speaking of air signs I have going back to when we first started this episode and it was really just me shitting on signs and you telling me why I shouldn't (laughs) which is a good dynamic to have can we talk about Libras for a second and how much yes, you and, and I, I, I have to clarify, <laughs> I, I like, I mean, I really do not have a single Libra friend, like no one that I'm close with. I've known Libras, like you and I have both known Libras, but like, I don't have a single. No, the Libras we have known have not. They haven't. And, and the thing is, I probably, this is probably just rooted in the fact that I haven't had, you know, uh an evolved Libra friend a lot of positive yeah but in my brain they're categorized as people pleasers who don't know how to make decisions and those are two characteristics that I just want to stomp on and and set a flame and set a flame (laughs) I think those are the two most useless characteristics I think there's and I'm gonna rant I didn't plan on doing this I apologize to everyone but go for it go for it I already have a I already have a okay thank you go for it I um I feel like there's a difference between being a people pleaser and being diplomatic because one is purposeful and the other one is like a lack of balls, right? And I also think there is a difference between being 
careful and being indecisive because one you're being intentional and mm-hmm. and the other you just again don't know how to grow a pair and I feel like Libras <laughs> possess both of those qualities but again I know there's so many good things about Libras I just don't have a Libra in my life that I'm close to who's given me an example of the good so tell me tell me some of the good yeah. about them please <laughs> <laughs> So Libras are an air sign and it's, I always consider them the secret water sign. Oh, (laughs) it's how I've always kind of like, there was literally, it was a meme. Uh, It was a meme that went around and it was uh, like the three signs of, you know, each um, element and then the fourth like secret sign. Um, so Pisces was the secret air sign. Oh wow! Um, because of that more like humanitarian, like outwardly focused thing, which is a common theme for air signs. Um, and what was it? I think Cancer was the secret fire sign, which I thought I would was expect funny. Scorpio um, to be the secret fire sign. Oh no, no, honey, fire and water, baby. They, I think Scorpio is a very secretive. Not in a bad way. In in a, I want to analyze everything for myself first, and then we talk yeah. about my opinion. You know, um, which is something I very much respect because sometimes I just say whatever the first thing I'm thinking about, and sometimes it's not what I actually think, <laughs> uh, which can get me into some shit. Sometimes, <laughs> but someone's like, "But you totally said it was that thing." I'm like, "You're like I was brainstorming." <laughs> ignore it (laughs) yeah everything I ever say is a brainstorm take nothing it's like when you first turn on a leaky faucet in a cabin you haven't been to in a year and you get the brown water first and then you leave it running yes you leave it running and you get the water you can drink and and shower and that's what's happening that's a good analogy (laughs) I like that I like that but I I think there's two the indecisiveness that you hate and that people pleasing that uh, can be very distasteful in in certain situations. It's the opposite side of the same coin as this positive side, because the, the symbolic ruler of Libra is, is a goddess. I'm not sure which one who is holding one of those old Mm -hmm. balances like a scale you know like yeah. gold ones and yeah thank you my brain <laughs> um and, and it's it's weighing the options it's seeing what is the most what is the most true what is the true essence of this and that's not something you can get about yeah. easily but it's also something that it if Libra isn't given the space and time to explore that to really think about you know what is in the right here what is the most diplomatic way to to go about this what what is the balance that i can bring to this situation and and a lot of times especially in this fucking modern world the easiest way to to maintain balance is to just say yes yeah and I think that's really frustrating for a lot of people, especially in Earth sign. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, again, it, and you said something earlier, right, as we were diving into this, where um, you haven't known a lot of evolved Libras. 
that's something in astrology that I love the concept of because it gives people not only the opportunity for growth, but also growth of how they see themselves using yeah, the same Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, so this concept uh, of, of, of unevolved and evolved forms of signs, you know, a quote-unquote unevolved Aquarius would be very aloof, very distant, um, always in their head, tied off from the world, trying to fix the world's problems, but not fixing yeah. their own. Um, and, and that was me. That was me growing up 100%. I bottled up all of my emotions as someone with, I am a very air dominant uh, uh, chart. So, and I have absolutely no water in my whole chart. Not one water sign. I think my Chiron, my Chiron is in, is in Scorpio, which is again, one of those little things down the line that you only get to when you've been reading down a rabbit hole of Wikipedia. <laughs> um, but now, you know, I, I am aloof, but I'm aloof because I'm taking care of myself and I, I am distant because I need the time to recharge. Yes. And, and it's the same traits. It's just how you utilize them. And, and it's something that a concept of this evolution of the human being, evolution of each sign. And then that within the context of the individual and the rest of their chart, that's when astrology gets personal and that's when I think you can really utilize something like a birth chart to help yourself grow and understand yourself more and how and and I guess why I you know save everybody's birth charts on my on my phone and just not only just because I like being nosy and having (laughs) that information but also because you know if I'm having an argument with someone or or if I'm really stressed about how to talk to somebody about an issue I'm having with them or with how they're reacting to something that I have done or am doing, maybe I'll look at their chart and go down to their mercury. And if their mercury is in Taurus or, or cancer, Taurus, they're going to be a very stubborn communicator, but my mercury is in Capricorn. So we're going to see it on the same plane of this is, this is the bottom line of this. But how can we negotiate versus if I was a Capricorn Mercury approaching Cancer Mercury, Cancer, very emotional, very, you know, first instinct is to take things personally um, and, and and see it as a fault of their own. And Capricorn is a no bullshit kind of thing where it's like, you aren't seeing the big picture. I don't have the patience to do that. And, and but then you can pause and be like, okay, how can I better communicate this with a cancer yeah. mercury and, and and you know that's that's when it brings in the aspects of you know like the Myers-Briggs and the 13 types and all these kinds of other personality traits it's all about relationships and how and your relationship with yourself and your relationship with other people and, and how you can grow and and better yourself and and I think people that brush off astrology don't understand the how intrinsic a tool like that can be to somebody's personal growth. Yeah, I think it also, you know, gives people a sense of identity and belonging because I think like categorizing yeah. and labeling and boxing people and things too much isn't, you know, super productive. 
But if you, I think a little bit of that is super healthy and sometimes necessary to give you some guidance. So like, yeah. So like, you know, a human being is born and they can be anything and everything they want to be, but that's like a lot of possibilities. And therefore astrology can be something like, like you said, you can read a description of, you know, some of these different qualities of yourself based off of what signs you have in your birth chart. And you can kind of take what fits and leave what doesn't. Because if you're reading something that you like, and you think is also true, it might be a good way to develop that positive characteristic and it just or if you read if you read your co-star for that day and it calls you the fuck out and you're yeah like, you, why did you hurt me like that you ai generated yeah. piece of shit like but also that anger reaction to shit where it's like oh yeah you suck at communication you better get your goddamn shit into gear and you're like okay yeah you do but you're that's like, so mean and then two days later, you're like, holy shit, it was so That's funny. so funny. God damn it. And then you yeah, can stop that's and so think funny. about it. It's, it's, it's a good um, tool for, for giving you, like, a starting point for more things to think about. Yeah. Yeah, self-reflection. It, it, it's all a part of, uh, of that process of you can't grow as a person yeah. until you know yourself. So find a way to know yourself. This has been a very enlightening chat for me. Um, on a completely unrelated note, um, I, my favorite, can we talk very briefly about a true crime podcast that I am currently listening to? (laughs) Okay. So yeah, this (laughs) podcast is called the dirty John podcast. And it's both like a podcast series as well as like a show and I've I've listened to the podcast okay. literally just finished it today and I watched the show you know not knowing that it was based off of real events like last year or a few years ago don't quite remember um but mm-hmm. I the story behind this is and again this all took place you know between 2014 and 2016 and therefore the people in the story for the most part are alive so I I don't want to speak ill of them specifically but the story behind it is this guy named John who's like this notorious con man and he would literally just prey on uh, vulnerable women in, in hopes of like mooching off of, of their money, their wealth, their uh, career expertise, whatever. Mm-hmm. And his most notorious uh, victim is this woman named Deborah. She goes by Debbie. And I heard throughout this podcast so many different things that she and potentially family members have done that I think are not wise or intelligent. And I'm going to leave it at that because, again, I would like to stay respectful. But that goes to say, I'd like your opinion, maybe even from an astrological perspective, of why I am so 
I'm constantly so infuriated when I hear stories, like especially like true stories of people, you know, getting duped or fooled or frauded when they it was very obvious that that was what's happening. Really? Okay. Virgo, baby. Because you are able to make the connection of this is the problem that is presented and you immediately see these are the steps that need to be taken to accomplish this and this is the best route of action or you see a couple and you choose that and it's very clear to you. Uh, you're also a very well-educated and knowledgeable and self-sufficient person and, and, and I think seeing other people make dumb decisions when you clearly see this line makes you furious because you're like eh, they could have just completely not have this issue if you would yeah. have just listened to me and the thing is you're and probably I, right I <laughs> try you're probably right but they yeah and the thing awesome. is I try to you know I, I try to my, my first instinct uh is is always to remind myself of of other people's positions and, and points of view so I'm always questioning you know was this person actually acting like a stupid person or do I, you know, is there entirely a possibility that I in the same position would have acted the same way? And it's very easy for me having never been in a scary position like that to be like, Oh, I know for a fact I wouldn't do that. But also, if I can be honest, if I can be super honest, I seriously, truly think if I were in a position where a man was trying to con me, I would be able to see through it if it was as obvious as the story from that Dirty John podcast. It was just so obvious. He was supposedly a doctor, but he owned literally nothing but like a few gross old clothes. Um. But because they, because they, uh, first of all, another mistake, they got, they got married after like two months of knowing one another and oh, then they moved in together and all he brought apparently were a few boxes of clothing. Honey, that's just, that's just red. I know. And then, um, he kept sending like threatening texts to this woman's children and her children were like, mom, this guy, what are you doing, mom? And apparently also this was her fifth marriage, which again, I do not want to shame anyone, but it just seems that there were so many to quote David Rose so many wrong things consecutively one after another and I'm listening to this and I'm like I don't want to say that I am better than you because I am not inherently better than anyone but 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 I mean it's one thing if the lines were blurred and he was really good at what he did but he wasn't uh You know, I think some people just, you know, are are clouded or blinded from certain things, depending on their background and their own trauma. Or they're just, you know, being or having like shitty parents or role models. Um, And, and you know what, it, it, 
that goes for any story of anything bad that ever happened, especially with like true true crime type stuff. Where you're you're gonna be mad at it, and you're gonna have that kind of you know response to it because it's a- it is entertainment. I just yeah. it, it's it's posed in a manner to make you think like that, and I think that's interesting. I think that things like that making people dig deeper into you know their own responses to things but as well as you know the criminal response to it and just the nature of human beings is interesting but it doesn't make you any more less mad that people just yeah because my <laughs> whole thing is it's one thing if this person uh was immaculate at concealing their true intentions and covering their tracks but that was not the case here like the red flags were literally just like wrapped around this woman and sealed with duct tape and she couldn't what like you know and um, and (laughs) I'm getting itchy Uh, what random astrology things do I know? Um, ooh, so I saw this TikTok the other day, and so I started digging into it on my own because I was very fascinated by it. It's somebody that analyzed all of the signs of the oh, U.S. Yes, president. Yep, <laughs> and, and, and like you know, different things that happened to them while in office or things that they did. Um, uh, most of the Gemini presidents, I am not a fan of. Uh, also very chaotic um, uh, presidencies uh, oh, that's right. Trump. <laughs> um, oh every single this is this is this is a whack one every single US president that has been an Aquarius has either been assassinated or yeah I remember every single one and i'm not gonna lie that shit is wild (laughs) but unsurprising it's (laughs) wild right and i remember you mentioning that a while ago i think in our group chat and i was like this doesn't really surprise me right (laughs) and that's the thing that always makes me laugh of and and you know stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason even if they can become caricatures, but most artists, like, like musical artists and, and actors, oftentimes are Leo's oh. or uh, Aries. Um, yeah. Very performative signs. Um, a lot of politicians are earth signs. Um, you, get a, you get a good number of air, uh, I'm sorry, yeah. um, fire signs in there too. Um, a lot of teachers are water signs. Um, and that goes like all the way up to like professors and I also think uh, yeah. air signs will trickle in there too as well um, but it, it's just one of those where you have to laugh because if you google Leo celebrities you'll have eight bajillion yeah. pages worth of shit to look through and uh, I found some website uh, a couple weeks ago and it matched you up with celebrities or historical figures throughout time that shared your uh, <gasps> sun sign and your rising sign um yeah and so I looked at mine and the only one that came up <laughs> was like some random priest in like the 
early 1900s, I think, who pretty much, like, called out the Catholic Church for their bullshit and then, like, got his career ruined by yep. it, which is a very yeah. serious thing to do. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> and it, and it, I, I was like, that, that's it? That's all I have? <laughs> and then I looked up a Leo friend of mine, uh, <laughs> and they had, like, pages. And I was like, this uh-huh. isn't fair. I want to know who famous people that match my I am are. literally looking it up right now. And <laughs> um, so you said the are. sun and the rising. <laughs> okay, so rising. Yeah, I can't, I'm, I'm going to stick my I'm, sun and Leo website, just because but... I'm trying to be a better person. Um, That's for sure. I have, I'm trying to see if there's anyone here I know. And my rising for the listeners is Scorpio. Oh my God. I have Jackie O. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. <gasps> um, What's a celebrity that you hate or that um, you're in love with? I don't with? know if I really hate celebrities. Like um, oh, I love Nick, Nick Kroll. Zodiac. <laughs> Okay, okay. He's a Gemini. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What about John Mulaney? I I thought you were just going to stop at John, and I was like, (laughs) am I supposed to know? Is there a a superior John John Mulaney's a Virgo. Yeah. No. Oh my god, August 26th? (laughs) I knew that I was this man. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Who was it last night they were saying? Yes. Very okay. So, Catherine for anyone Heigl. listening, I texted Allie last night and I was like, and the reason I texted her this is because I started watching that show on Netflix and the name is, is <laughs> slipping my mind right now, but it has Katherine Heigl in it. And I was like, Tell me why Katherine Heigl is so comforting. And I texted my friend Sarah, too. Sarah, if you're listening, what's up? Um... <laughs> hey, Sarah. Hi. Hi, Sarah. Include me. <laughs> so Hi. So I thought about this recently. If I were to choose a Zodiac sign to be, I would want my um moon to be actually i don't know i would definitely want my rising to still be scorpio i'm very happy with that i think i really like that i'm sorry more scorpio in your chart yes i like that my my moon is in virgo but i think i would want my sun to be in capricorn i think capricorns are my favorite second favorite sign behind scorpios but i would most want to be them Yeah. There was a girl I knew very briefly in college, my freshman year, uh, started, you know, talking about astrology at some point. We were like on a bus trip somewhere. And and she just looked at me at one point, you know, we had she was chatting and we were just quiet. And one way she just looks at me and says, I think Capricorns will take over the world yeah. someday. Okay. And that's it. That's and I was like, Yeah, yeah. I mean probably and, and and I didn't know what else to say because I was like, is this the end of the com- are, do I need to resp- 
And then she just looked away and, you know, continued on. And I was like, was that, is that like one of those things where, you know, like a kid comes up to you and says something fucked up and then just like leaves? Like, and, and you're just there, like, being like, did they just tell me I'm going to die? Like, in two weeks? Did they just tell me I have a poltergeist? And then they just laugh and fucked up and then just leaves. <laughs> Just a heads up, this next segment has nothing to do with astrology and uh, the audio is a little funky. Like sometimes it sounds like we're talking over each other when in fact we really were not. But I wanted to include it because I wanted you to experience a milestone in my life with me. Um, It turns out I was previously woefully unaware of the anatomy of a sunflower seed and unbeknownst to me well you'll see you'll see but it it turns out I I learned that I was doing something very incorrectly this entire time so what is the difference I think so. what is the difference between I'm like pretty sure you can I think if you don't okay. bake them you can so then what is the difference between the seeds that you purchase to consume and the seeds at a Lowe's in the uh, plant section Uh, well, if you bought a bag of sunflower seeds yeah. that were shelled, like, to eat. What do you mean by shells? Then they are just without the shells. And the shell, like, you know how the seed, the actual seed that's edible is in part, it is inside that little, like, black and white Is that not, is, is that shell, not or have the, you never the seen whole that? seed? It is, it is, but the, the casing is that so you're saying, the part you eat is the little seed that's inside. I, have you been eating sunflower shells? Have you been eating the whole thing? I actually I've never edible, but I never eat. I always see because that's when you see people like spitting the, the seeds, like the, the seed shell out. Okay, I so I, I don't think I've ever I've n- I don't think I've ever really well okay no I was gonna say I don't think I've ever really consumed sunflower seeds but I have but here's the thing the in my brain I don't think there's an inside and an outside I think it's all one thing but you're telling me there's two parts and the outside part you can't eat yes yes so you know like a piece, yes right how there's the shell sure, there's like yeah. the outer thing that's like salty you can suck on it yes and yeah. then the inside is the seed that you eat the nut so that same thing is so when we purchase sunflower seeds, seeds for different. eating do we do they come with that shell they can i think i, I think i've been eating the shells or spit them out <laughs> I think that's why I don't like sunflower seeds. It's You know what this reminds me of? <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? I was watching a clip of some other podcast. I completely forget the two guys who host the podcast as well as the podcast name, but There was this one guy who was telling a story about how he was packing lunch for one of his kids, I think. And he was describing putting food in a container and he called it a tub aware. And the other guy was like, say that again. And he was like, tub aware. And the other guy was like, say it again, but like emphasize the syllables. And the guy started and he goes, okay, tub. And the guy was like, wrong. (laughs) 
turns out he he's been saying Tupperware with the with the B as in boy for years. And in fact, it is Tupperware with a P as in pterodactyl. And <laughs> And that is it for season two, episode six, entitled Astrology, featuring one of my best friends, Allie Wineland. Uh, This was one of my longer episodes, and I appreciate that you listened all the way through and made it to the end. Um, Whenever I'm having a chat with someone who I really enjoy chatting with, there's a really good chance it's going to run pretty long. And I mean, I'm lucky enough to know a lot of really interesting people in my life. And there just wasn't a lot of content that I wanted to cut out of this episode. Um, I mean, there were some audio issues here and there that made it so that I had to cut some of the content out. And, uh, you know, other than that, I just had a blast talking to Allie. I mean, she's been one of my closest friends throughout all of college and, and even now. Um, she's someone that I genuinely consider family. So it was really good to catch up with her and for everyone to kind of see my dynamic with her. Uh, we're very much like two boy cousins who just kind of dick around. Um, (laughs) but in many ways, she's also a, a nurturing, comforting presence in my life. So Thank you again for listening to another episode. Um, Follow the podcast on social media. It's Instagram at Solid Gold Feelings. And I will chat with you next week.